Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Hallelujah, oh Ancient of Days. Come on, put those hands together for the Ancient of Days. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord this morning. Tell somebody it's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Tell somebody else it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. His kingdom shall reign over where? All of the earth. Shannon, would you do something for me? Just do it again for me, please. I know, I know, I know, I know. But just come on, let's just sing it again, all right? Praise the Lord. Can we do that again? And come on, we're going to sing to the Ancient of Days this Praise morning. Hallelujah. Jesus, I feel that song today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes. Bless the Lord. Bless Hallelujah, the Lord. Jesus. Come on, put those hands Hallelujah. Together. Blessings and honor, glory and power. Let's sing it like we mean it. Be unto the ancient of days. Yes, yes. From every nation, all of creation, bow before the ancient of days. Every tongue in heaven and earth shall declare your glory. Every knee shall bow at your throne. In worship, you be exalted, O God, and your kingdom shall not pass away, O ancient of days. Hallelujah, Jesus. Blessing and honor, glory and power be unto the ancient of days. From every nation, all of creation, all of creation bow before the ancient of days. Oh, every tongue in heaven and earth shall declare your glory. Every knee shall bow at your throne. In worship, you be exalted, O God. And your kingdom shall not pass away. Always a Your kingdom shall reign over all the earth. Sing to the ancient of days. For none can compare to your matchless word. Sing to the ancient of days. Kingdom shall reign over all the earth. To the ancient of days, for none can compare to your matchless worth. Sing unto the ancient of days. Every tongue in heaven and earth shall declare your glory. Every knee shall bow at your throne. In worship, you will be exalted, O God. And your kingdom shall not pass away, O ancient of days. 
Your kingdom shall reign forever. Hallelujah. Don't you just love the Lord? Don't you love him this morning? Come on, put those hands together. Let's just bless him like we love him. You tell him something good from your heart. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, ancient of days. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you this morning. We continue to bless you. We thank you for who you are and we just adore you. We magnify your name. Continue to move in this service. Continue to have your way. You be glorified in every single thing that's going on. Because, Father, we want to learn how to serve you better. We want to learn how that when we leave here, we'll serve you better. Like you deserve to be served. And we thank you. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here. We thank you. We feel your presence right now. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Do what you want to do in our lives. We give you glory today, God, and we give you honor and praise. Come on, put, it, put those hands together because it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 Before you be seated, tell somebody something good about the Lord. Tell them something good. How you feel? He's good to me. He's a sweet savior. Oh, yes, he is. He's the lover of my soul. You may be seated in his presence. Oh, I love the Lord this morning. This is a good day to be in the house. Every day is a good day to be in the house of the Lord, not just today. We bless the Lord. Oh, I love the Lord this morning. To those of you who are online, we welcome you to our service today. Thank God for you. This is a good day for you to be in the house of the Lord with us. You're here in spirit, and we bless God for you. Amen. Thank God for you, Sister Sharonette. Thank God for you. <laughs> amen. Amen. I know I'm going to hear somebody asking to come back and do that again, but it's all right. Amen. I love her. I thank God for her, an anointed woman of God. Amen. We bless the Lord for just what he's doing in this time. Thank God for this season. Thank God for this season. It seems like the year was moved by halftime. <laughs> what happened to spring? What happened to summer? The fall is now gone almost, all right? And now we're here wearing winter jackets and coats and shivering. Amen. But it's Christmas time again. And as Bishop said, it's not just a time for us to receive. This is a time for us to give. And why do we give? Because God gave. Because God gave. It's not, this is, this should not, our emphasis should not be on what am I going to get for Christmas? But what can I do to make somebody else's life happy? Amen. 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 What can I do to make somebody else's life happy? So we bless the Lord for you this morning. Our Father's house, I love you. Yes. I love you. I love you. Even for those of you who are watching online who couldn't be here this morning, we love you. We love you. Amen. And we thank for you. Heart for the last couple weeks, and uh, thank God for Bishop Ed, Amen, and how the Lord has been using him. And thank Amen, Amen. Great word, great word. If you weren't able to hear that word, go back on the Facebook page and 
And listen to that. <clears throat> God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient. Amen. It was a word from the Lord that was just, and, and what the Lord is doing for us in this season is just encouraging us. Because he's shifting. He's shifting. He's shifting. He's taking us somewhere. We may have been going and thought we should have been going in this direction. We've been, many have been faithful going in this direction, but the Lord, there is a shift in the spirit. And this shift that's going on in the spirit is not about flesh and blood. It's under the leading of the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> and I bless God because this is such an encouraging time. I am so encouraged in my walk with the Lord. I am, I'm encouraged in my walk with the Lord. Let me just say it that way. Amen. Because he is just faithful. I'm sitting back and I'm just watching God answer prayer. I'm watching him. I'm watching him. Okay. I'm watching him. Some things we prayed long time ago, Sister Judy, but God is answering prayer. Some things I prayed and he's doing after he does it. I said, oh, God, I remember a long time ago we prayed. And he's doing just that. And it's just a good thing. Yeah. God loves his people so much. But I want to really encourage us. I really want to encourage us in our walk today because even though we 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 feel good we're we're going on with the lord many of us we we're not just hearing the word but we're becoming the word <clears throat> excuse me we're becoming the word and and the word is having an effectual working in our lives we have to still be mindful that we have an adversary we have an adversary I want to talk to you this morning. This is something that the Lord has just kind of dropped in my spirit. And just so that even as we're in the shift, and as Bishop preached a few weeks ago, getting ready for the next, for our next, where the next level that the Lord is taking us to, the next place in the spirit that he's taking us to, we still have to remember that the enemy is not just going to sit back, close, fold his arms, cross his legs, and just say, okay, go on. We have an adversary. I want to start this morning, 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, and the eighth verse. 1 Peter 5 and 8. I want to do something a little different in the message this morning, and, but we'll see how that goes as we get there, all right? 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, and the eighth verse. Let me just stop even before I go here. I bless the Lord for our tech team. Amen. Amen. They own it. They, and, the, and especially, I thank God for our Sister Crisol and Sister Katrina. They've been training these young people. These young people, they're, they're doing it. Amen. They're doing, those of you who, in, uh, who are online, often these are teenagers who are running the tech back there. I'm not even sure if Nimachi is, is, Nimachi is a teenager. You're a teenager yet, sweetie? Oh, he's not even a teenager yet. Are you in double digits yet? Are you 10? How old are you? 12? Okay, he's 12. So he, these are young people running that tech back there. And I, we bless the Lord. Come on, let's just tell the Lord thank you for them. Amen. Amen. And they're working for the word. So those of you who are online, what you see, young people are doing this for you. Amen. And we bless. So I just want to stop and address them right now. Amen. First Peter, the fifth chapter in the eighth verse. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, 
walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Be sober, be vigilant. Because, why is it that we have to be sober and be vigilant? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I want to take some time this morning. Let's just really dissect this scripture, if that's all right. Can we do that? What does it mean to be sober? To be sober does, let's say what it does not mean first. To be sober does not mean that you are so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. You see, I've, I've met, I've, I've been this way all my life. I've, I've met some Christians who every word, every sentence has to be prefaced with something religious. Or every script, everything that comes out of their mouth is it's something Jesus has to be in the, in the scripture. You understand? In the sentence. Praise the Lord, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Yes, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Praise the Lord. No, that's not sober. All right. That's not what sober is. And I'm not being critical. God forbid that I would be critical. But that's not what it means to be sober. It does not mean that we cannot be approachable. All right. Or that we're scary, spooky. Spooky Christians. Have, how many of you have ever met, met a spooky Christian? Y'all understand what I mean by spooky Christians? That's not what being sober means. Or being sober does not mean I have to be serious all the time. It's nothing wrong with laughing. It's nothing wrong with having a good time and enjoying our families and enjoying one another. It's nothing wrong with that. To be sober-minded simply means that we are to be focused on the things of God. It means that we are to be saturated with God and with kingdom affairs. And it's, we're to be saturated and focused on the life that he's called us to. And to be so saturated, Sarge, if you're lying, to be saturated, Sarge, <clears throat> is to be completely immersed to be completely immersed in him and your focus and our attention is on pleasing God and bringing him glory. Yes. All right. All right? Mm -hmm. You realize that in Acts, the 17th chapter, the 27th verse, how it tells us that it's in him we live. Mm -hmm. It's in him we move. And it's in him we have our being. In other words, our life is all about him. I can make choices, but my choices that I make will be those choices that will please him. It's not about me living my life just, as they say, willy-nilly, anything I want to do, everything goes, no, 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 no. Everything I do, everything I attempt, my goals, my desires, I want them to be pleasing in God's sight. Can I get an amen? amen? It means that to be sat to be sober means that it's not like you're a dry sponge. But it rather it's like or to be saturated, it means that you seem like you have a sponge here. And or a rag, and you take that sponge or that rag and just dip it down in water. 
completely. And when you bring it up, it's heavier than what it was before because there's something that has gone on, Brother Kofi, on the inside. There's something in it that wasn't there before. Have you ever encountered someone who's really walking after God and, you know, that you know their, their life is, 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 is dependent on God and they fellowship with him? You know it's something different about them. It, or either, let me go here. You might have known them before they got saved, but once they got saved, you know it's something different. That's just like a sponge that's been dipped in water. It comes up. Even if you hold it up, it's still going to be dripping. Why is that? Because something has been taken into it. And this is what it means for us to be saturated and to be sober. There's something going on on the inside. Hallelujah. Then let's look at vigilant. What does it mean to be vigilant? So now to be sober. Sober is to be saturated, to be focused. Now to be vigilant. Vigilant means to be careful. And watch for possible dangers or difficulties. For possible dangers or difficulties. It means to be very careful to notice things, especially signs of danger. So here the Apostle Peter is saying, be so sober. Be vigilant. Watch for possible danger. Be careful. He's talking to saved folks. He's talking to the body of believers. He's talking to us. Be sober. Be vigilant. And then it says, because your adversary, the devil. We have an adversary. What is an adversary? It's our enemy. Someone who opposes us. Someone who wants to stop us from accomplishing what it is that we're, we're supposed to be accomplishing. So our enemy, the devil, the, and I have to stop there right there and talk about the devil a little bit. Let's go, let's go to Revelations, the 12th chapter. And the 7th through the 9th verse. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, <clears throat> and his angels were cast out with him. There was a war in heaven. Satan used to be in heaven. The Bible speaks of him as being that anointed cherub that covered. He was beautiful. Handmade by God. But what he decided, if you go over now to Isaiah the 14th chapter, and I want to start reading at the 12th verse. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, this is that same devil, he was in heaven. I will ascend into heaven and ex I will. Look, let me tell you, it's always bad when you talk too much about I. 
Watch what, look, look at this. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. How is it that any one of us going to be like the God who created us? Now, this is an angel who was created by God to worship him. Let me, I will say this and never forget this. Pride is not your friend. Pride is not our friend. I will be like the most high. But then verse 15 says this. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble and did shake kingdoms? That made the, worlds as a, the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of prisoners? So now, when he is eventually cast down into hell... People going to look at him and, you, you the one? You, you the one? You all know the story of the Wizard of Oz? Remember that story? How when he, he, did, oh, he did all this huffing and puffing and roaring and everybody feared the great Oz. But when Dorothy went behind the screen and saw he was this little man, and his tactics were what? Deception. And this is what the enemy does. He is a master deceiver. He is a master deceiver, but we've got to see that the devil is only as a roaring lion. Even though he may come as a lion, it does not mean that he can have victory over the children of God. Can I get an amen? We have to see that the enemy will disguise himself, even as an angel of light. He'll come and sit in the midst of the church. He'll come and sit in the midst of the church. He'll, he'll go to your house. He'll come to my house. He'll go to your job. He'll come to This is my job, my vocation. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Doesn't matter. Whatever he does, because if we look in John 10 and 10, it says this. The thief, who is the devil, cometh not, but for what? Let me hear you say it. To steal and to kill and to destroy. Let's stop right there. The thief cometh not, but for to do what? Let me hear you say it. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's his prime objective. He always stays right there. He never veers from his objective, Brother Gary. He all, his only reason for showing up is to do what? Go back to the scripture, please. To do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. He never changes. He never changes. That's always. If ever he's in the midst... If he causes confusion, his purpose is what? To steal, to kill, 
and to destroy. Never forget that. Never forget that. He is a master deceiver. He uses deception in order to accomplish his goals. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want us to look at something. Let's go back to the scripture, our, our base scripture. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as what? As a roaring lion. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I want us to look at that roaring lion. I want us to see the adversary this morning. I want us to understand what it is. Chris, Chris all soon. I want us to understand how he works. So that we will be mindful of the wiles of the devil. See, because God is moving. And he has us positioned, Brother Jimmy, in the move. But the devil is Plotting and planning to pick off any of us that he can. Lions have one of the most fiercest roars of all nature. Their roar can be heard up to five miles away. It's fierce. Have you ever heard a lion roar? Fierce. It can be, if you're close to it, it can, just imagine a sound that travels five miles. It can be ear deafening to one of us. But they, the reason that they roar is to show how strong they are. Mm -hmm. To be, to intimidate others. I want us to see this this morning. I, I, I pray God help us here. They roar to intimidate their prey. They roar, they, 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 they roar to, 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 to show territory that this is their space and I'm the king right here. I'm the king. I control this area. So they come as a roaring lion. But the devil also roars. So when he roars, his purpose is still the same. He roars to instill fear. He's there to instill, to instill fear. And he does this through, how, how does he do, do it? He does it through persecution. He does it through trials. And he does it through strong temptations. He does it when situations comes up in our families. He does it. Go back to the scripture. Our adversary, the devil, as a Roaring lion. He's walking about. Seeking. Whom he may devour. Hallelujah Jesus. Mm. The devil will always attack. A child of God. None of us are off limits to the enemy. None of us. None of us. Off limits to the enemy. I want, I want you to see this right here. In 2009, there was a zookeeper. He was responsible for tending to the, uh, the lion's den. And normally when he would go into the den, 
he would go in, but the lions were in their cages. This was in Germany, and he, this particular day, thinking that the lions were in their cages, thinking that the lions were in their cages, he went in. The lions weren't. And they attacked him. They attacked him, and he was severely hurt. Why? Because he went in on the devil's territory, on the lion's territory, I should say. He went on the lion's territory and not, was not aware of his surroundings. Mm -hmm. How many of us as children of God, we are not always aware of the wiles of the devil? Hallelujah, Jesus. I want, I, I want us to see how, what the enemy does. The enemy hunts. Sister, Sister Crystal, the enemy hunts and he stalks his prey. I want to show you something. This is something a little different. But I, as I was studying this on lions and I, and I saw something, and I'm hoping we're going to be able to do this this morning. Bear with us. I, I want you to see this. I want you to see how the enemy stalks. Yamachi, bear with me. Follow me here. Look at this. Look at this. Look at how the enemy, look at how a lion stalks. Just look at this. He's stalking. He's waiting. Look at there. Completely unaware of what's getting ready to happen. Just look at there. Online, I hope you can see that too. Just stopping and waiting. Waiting. And his cohorts waiting. Look at it. This is what the devil does to us. Going around doing life, eating like everything's all right. But look, the enemy walking around as a lion seeking whom he may devour. So now, we become aware, but we're too close. We've allowed the enemy to get close to us. We've allowed him to cl get close. And in and of ourselves, in our flesh, we are no match for the devil. I wanted them to cut that off there. Because something is going on back behind that bush. He caught it. We allow our guards to be dropped. Thank you. We allow our guards to be dropped. I watched different videos. I was amazed. At some time, a lion would just go, just walk right here, and just crouch down and wait. Then take a couple of more steps and wait. stalking and then maybe this then right here then it start walking like this and it's prey is just out there doing life eating grass playing with one another and not on their guard that's what the devil does to us that's what the devil does to us. I want us to see it. 
it was kind of graphic, so I don't want to show the whole thing. I probably should have. Because once he has stalked and waited, and he studies us, he's watching. Looking at our moves, knowing we're not praying. Knowing we're caught up in the cares of this life. Knowing that we're too mindful about things. Knowing we're worrying because he'll drop seeds too, you know. I'm talking about the works of the devil now. He'll drop seeds in every one of our lives. God, you're not fair to me. Why is this happening to me? And then we start, Bishop said something. <laughs> it sounds away, but it's, it's the truth. A thought is not a thought until you think it. He'll drop a seed, but you start thinking it. You know, this really is a bad time. I'm really going through. Nobody know the trouble I see. If it wasn't, and it, but his intention is always to do what, John 10 and 10, to do what? To kill, to steal, and to destroy. His primary objective is always the same. It never changes. It never changes. It never changes. So here he is stalking us. He's watching us. He's studying us. He knows the things. Jesus said this. He said this. He said, the enemy comes, and I'm paraphrasing, the enemy comes, but he can find nothing in me. So, but the devil studies us. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our desires. He knows what we, he knows how he does, while he may not know all of the things that we think, he doesn't know that, but he'll know what we think, how he's dropped a seed, and he'll see whether or not we're acting on it. What do we do with the seed? Do we cast down every thought and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God? Or, and he can tell by our reactions. He can tell me, he can say, you know, Bishop Ed got a problem with you. He got a problem with you. I'm talking about my husband now. This is me and him. He got a problem. Look at how, you know, he's not giving you as much attention as he needs. So you know that. You, you, you see him. You know how he used to do this. And then if I start reacting a certain way, he knows his seed took root. Y'all understand what I'm saying? If I start pulling back from him, from Bishop Ed, he knows now the seed that he planted in me, that thought, I started thinking it. So now, all he has to do is now water it. Let's say, for example, where he may call and check on me before he's on his way home. Do I need to bring anything home from the store while I'm out? Then he comes home and don't check. Mm -hmm. Then here he goes talking. See, I told you. Who are you talking to? When you, when, when you hear it in your mind and you say, I told you, who talking? You talking to yourself? We've got to understand the wiles of the devil. Mm -hmm. yes, yes. See, I told you. You know, you see, he's acting. Because his primary objective is always to do what? To kill, to steal, and to destroy. It doesn't matter if he can kill a relationship or destroy a relationship. It doesn't matter if he destroys a marriage. It doesn't matter if he destroys our spiritual walk. It doesn't matter what he destroys. It does not matter that he destroys our confidence and trust in God. It doesn't matter. His primary objective is always the same. 
Lions don't normally hunt elephants. Wonder why? Too big, too strong, too much work. Too much work. They're strong. So they don't normally hunt and kill an elephant. But who they attack are the weaker animals, like the zebras, the antelopes, the, the, the hedgehogs, what is it, the hedgehogs? Little animals. Or, or wildebeest. They could be big animals, but they don't have the big defenses of an, of an elephant. This is not to say that people, quote unquote, with titles are elephants. Mm -mm. Just because I may have a past in front of my name doesn't mean I'm an elephant. An elephant is somebody who's strong in the spirit. That has nothing to do with title because they're weak pastors. Weak titled folks and strong people, people who know their God, who don't even have a title, who never picked up a microphone in their life. Strength in the spirit is our relationship. Strength in the spirit is our fellowship with God. Our time in the word, our time in prayer, our fellowshipping with God and applying and becoming the word. That's what determines strength. Strength in the spirit is not what you do in the church. Strength in the spirit is knowing God and being known by him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lions are not particular about cleaning up behind themselves. You understand what I'm saying? They can eat once they've devoured their prey. They're not going back and clean up. They don't care about the mess they leave. The devil doesn't care about the mess he leaves. He can come at, again, I can use Bishop and I. He, if, if, if we fall out, if we, if we allow him to mess up us, you understand what I'm saying? If we allow him to mess up the marriage, he don't care about the fallout it'll have in the church. He doesn't care about the fallout of the heaven, my family, with our children. He doesn't care about any of that. His goal is what? To steal, to kill, and destroy. Lions are messy. Blood all over everywhere, all over the face, all over the They don't care. All they care about is the kill. So now, the devil doesn't care who's hurt once he's done his mess. That still feathers his objective. It doesn't matter. But I want us to see this. God has given us all we need to fight the attacks of the adversary. Both offensively and defensively. Both offensively and defensively. I need to say this to you. A flesh man or woman cannot defeat the devil. None of us in and of our flesh is a match for the adversary. Flesh is weak. The only way 
flesh, let me just say, flesh is weak. Flesh is weak. Bible tells us don't put no confidence in no flesh. I don't put confidence in my own flesh. The only way I can stand holy is through the power of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. yes. That's the only way we can be holy. It's through the power of the Holy Ghost. 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, the 3rd through the 4th verse. It says this, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, I like it how, how Paul said it also in Ephesians. Then he said this, finally, my brethren, Ephesians 6 and 10. He said this, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He told us to do what? We know it. Put on the what? Whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He said this, for we wrestle not, verse 12, against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. The devil is wicked. That's not a word I use. I don't use that word wicked. I don't know a whole lot of wicked people, but the devil is wicked. The devil is wicked. A wicked person is evil. Evil. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Look at verse 13. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. Mm -hmm. And having done all to stand. Amen. Mm -hmm. Remember, saints, the devil is a deceiver. Right. Yes, yes. The devil is a deceiver. Yes. Yes. He's a deceiver. Mm -hmm. But God has given us everything we need. To come against the enemy. Yes. And what? To be victorious. Yes. Mm -hmm. And to be victorious. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, Jesus. Go back to our base scripture here. Peter. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. For our adversary, the devil, walks about seeking whom he may devour. But if we're not mindful of the devil, we will be devoured. Doesn't matter how long I've been saved. Doesn't matter how long I've been in the church. Don't matter how long I've been preaching. Don't matter how long I've been, I've been speaking in tongues. Don't, none of that matters. What matters is that we are all mindful of the wiles of the devil. Yes. Be strong. Be vigilant. 
Hallelujah. How is it that we stay strong? How do we stay strong? Stay saturated. Have you ever had a sponge or rag that was wet and you just sat it right? Let's just use a sponge. You sat the sponge right here, maybe a day or so. And the sponge on the top, it just gets hard. It may still have some water in it. But on the top, it just kind of gets hard and dry and dirty and, you know. But you pick it up on the bottom, it may still have some water in it. It's just not dried all the way out. It may have still some. And a lot of saints, we operate like that. Because we still have a little juice still in us, we can still pray, we can still function, we think we're okay. But saints, we got to be topped up. Learn that term in Jamaica. Top up the gas tank. I can be one who... I'm just going to tell you, I, I probably shouldn't because my husband's sitting right there. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, I would, the gas in Orangeburg is cheap, is higher than the gas in Columbia. I had to go to Columbia this week, and I had, my car said I had 71 miles. And I know the trip was only like 45 miles, so I decided I'm going to drive to Columbia. Get some cheap gas on the way because I can get at least halfway there. It starts going down after you get up there past exit 136. It starts going down. I can get up there. It's only about 15 but I decided, I'm going all the way. Went all the way. I did not run out of gas, Bishop. But I needed to top up my tank. You understand? Mm -hmm. A lot of us, we think, and I've been guilty in the past, not in, in the near recent years. I, wisdom comes with age. That most with sometimes. But I have been guilty of driving with money in my pocket and not stopping to get gas and have run out of gas with money in my pocket. A lot of times this is what we do as sons of God. We know, Bishop said something in Bible study Thursday night. We know something is wrong. We know we don't feel like we used to feel. We know we are just a little off. We know sometimes we, we get short-tempered or we know things that, we, that used to not bother us are starting to bother us. How many of us ever felt like that? We know something is just a little off here. I'm not where I was. But what we do, we don't take and deal with what's going on here. You understand? We don't. We, we just have a tendency to keep on going. Like everything is all right, but it's not all right. Go back. The enemy, don't forget now. The enemy is walking around. Stalking us. And he sees the weak ones. He sees those of us who are vulnerable. And he's watching and he's waiting. But we have the knower, the Holy Spirit on the inside. And he's the one who will show us and let us feel like something is off. We will know when our fellowship with God isn't what it used to be. When life is coming us hard and, and has hit us for some blows. We know something is off. But yet, we won't stop and do something about it. We forget 
that we can cast all of our cares upon him. We forget that in the midst of trying times, we can run into the ark of safety, crawl up in his lap, lay our head on his breast, and just be okay. Cry in his arms and get up and come out and be all right. We forget that. But rather, remember those two zebras there? Remember that zebra, how he's just going on around and going on in life, not realizing what? The adversary was lurking. Going on in life. Going on in life. They just eating and rubbing up against each other and going on in life. Not knowing that the adversary as a plan to destroy. God help us. Help me. Help us, Lord. Not just help me. First Corinthians, the second chapter. I'm almost finished. The 12th verse says this. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. God has given us his spirit. We have the spirit of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. But we don't, we don't take advantage of this advantage that we have on the inside. Do you know what we do? We, we, I'm in this too. When life comes, and God help me, I'm learning. God knows I'm learning. I'm not going to sit, stand here and tell y'all I'm 100%, because this message is for me first. What we'll do is sit and wonder when this trial is going to be over, as opposed to God help me in the midst of it. Teach me your ways in the midst of trials. When life comes, we start praying like we used to, we start fasting. We don't, we don't go to Bible study. We don't study our word. We were talking Thursday night. We were reviewing about the word. We had discussed as, as the people of God, as ministers of God, we must fall in love with God, fall in love with people. And Thursday night we were reviewing fall in love with the word. Fall in love with the word. And Bishop brought up the scripture about how the word must be our daily food. If I don't eat at certain times, I can get weak. My body feels a certain way. Do y'all understand? And in order for me to deal with that, I have to eat something. I have to eat. That's just the truth. I have to eat. Doesn't necessarily have to be a full meal, but I know I need to eat. When our spirit man feels a certain way, we need to eat. Or in order for me not to feel that way, I have to keep a constant something in my system. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I have to keep something in my system. Otherwise, I'll feel bad. In order for us, 
and I'm almost finished. Bear with me just a couple more minutes here. I hope I'm not boring you. In order for us not to feel weak and, 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 and off kilter spiritually, we got to keep our spiritual food in our system. Our, the word has to be our daily bread. We can't, we should not let a day go by without eating the word. And it's so convenient for us now. It's so, you don't even have to have a Bible in your hand. Put an app on your phone and just listen to it. You'd be surprised how much that'll even help. Where you're in your car, put an app, turn the word on. The word is life. The word, oh God have mercy. Your spirit man is renewed by the word. I esteem the word, who was a job, as my daily food. More so than my daily food. Because the word feeds us. We need to put on the armor of God. Saints, we, we've got everything we need in order to withstand the wiles of the devil. And I'm saying this today, and I really do believe, I do believe that this is the, I know this is the word of the Lord, because he wants us to make it. Mm -hmm. Mr. preached a message a long time ago, finish strong. He wants us to make it. Ephesians, the 6th chapter, the 14th verse says this. Stand therefore, having your loins girt, loins girt about with truth. Remember he said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. Yes. And then he says, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Let the truth be our foundation. We're standing on the truth. Mm -hmm. We're standing on truth. Don't deceive your own self. When I'm weak, I'm weak. Sometimes I'll tell my husband, baby, I got to eat something. I need to eat something. I know when I'm weak. I know how I feel. We're not super in and of our flesh. You judge your own self. Because we know when we're not strong. We know when we're not strong. Let's deal with our own selves. Stand having the breastplate of righteousness. Guard your heart, saints. The righteousness of God protects our heart from all evil. It protects us. Hallelujah, Jesus. We've got to purpose to work to walk righteously before God. Stand and have your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Trust the Lord with our lives. Yeah, yeah. He is the prince of peace. If you find yourselves being anxious and worrying, what am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? How am I going to, oh God, and all of us, I'm not talking about y'all, maybe not y'all, me, I have worried. I don't see the outcome. And we can worry, we can stress, but we've got to trust and have confidence in God. 
And then it says, above all, taking the shield of faith, we must trust God. Yes. Trust his track record. What did he do last time? What did he do last time? The last time, the last time we were in a big situation and it didn't seem like we were going to get through. Where he healed our bodies or brought us out of a situation, whatever it was, he came through for us. And so what makes us think he's going to fail us now? What is his track record? Believe what the word says. Speak the word. Speak the word over your own life and become the word. And then it says, wherewithal shall ye be able? To quench. This is how we're going to be able to quench the fiery darts of the devil. And take on the helmet of salvation. Surrender your mind to him. Surrender your mind to him. Give him your thoughts. Give him your desires. Give him everything. He completed that work at salvation. We have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Saints, let's get back to this. Oh, and it says, in the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Yes. Let's get back to this. No Bible, no breakfast. Mm -hmm. No Bible, no breakfast. No Bible, no bread. Read that word. Get up in the morning. Let's put that word before us first. Let's set the perimeters of our day. We have more victories. We'll find that we have more victories when we set the parameters of our day with the word. We'll find that we won't be so easily picked off. You know what happens when we have the word as our boundaries? We'll be more aware. Our spiritual senses will be more attuned. Are you understanding? Our spiritual senses are sharpened because we've set the word as our boundaries. Prayer. I bless the Lord for you, Brother Kofi. Sister Simone, I bless the Lord for you all. Prayer. It's not a let's let them pray. We got to Prayer is how we talk to God. If it's something you don't like, tell him. He already know you don't like it anyway. <laughs> talk to him. I'm not the kind of person who share, I was not, I'm getting better at it. This age, but I'm getting better. Who always says what bothers me. I've been one to internalize a lot of things in my life. But I have decided that, especially like in my marriage, because I don't like rocking the boat and all that stuff and whatever, 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 whatever. So I don't always tell Bishop if something bothers me. I used to. But I have decided I'm going to start talking. And some things that I was sharing something with him a couple days ago and he said, oh, okay. And that was the end of that. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Okay, I'm sorry. And whereas if I had just talked about it a long time ago, he said, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Something to that effect. You understand what I'm saying? Some things we just need to talk. Don't carry stuff. Cast our cares upon it. Talk to God. 
trust in the Lord with all of our heart. James tells us, you don't have to even put this up, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, he's going to flee. But our spiritual senses have to be sharpened. We're going to sharpen them with prayer. We're going to sharpen them in the word. No Bible, no breakfast, saints. No Bible, no breakfast. And let me say this. This isn't in my lesson, but I want to say this. Have godly conversations. Sometimes when we get together, let's talk the word. I mean, and I'm not saying we got to get I'm back to where I was. I'm not saying we got to be so spiritual minded. We're no earthly good. But how many of us ever just have a godly conversation? Oh, you know what the word is doing in me? You know what the word is doing with me, Sister Dale? And she shared. Do we ever have godly conversations? Even at home, we have godly conversations. Let's have godly conversations. You'd be surprised how it's strength for one another. Because I you have what I need, Michelle. I have what you need. We all have what each other needs. Every joint supplies. And sometimes, let me just say this. Sometimes too, when the enemy is lurking, one person, one prey will see the enemy and warn the others. Are we understanding? One person in the pack, let's say if there's a whole pack of zebras or a whole pack, and I, I, I tell y'all I watch this, I've been watching this, a whole pack they may, one person may, one person, one animal or one of the potential prey may see the enemy lurking and warn the others and they all escape. Lions don't always get their prey. They don't always get it because they warn each other sometime and they escape. When we're close together, remember the message you preached some time ago, last year, beginning of last year, I think it was, we're better together. We're better together. The enemy, when we're together, the enemy, you may see, I can't see what's behind me. You may see it and warn me. You may see it and warn me as opposed to me seeing it. So if we stay close, you're not my enemy. I dare say none of y'all like everything I do. None of y'all. I don't like everything y'all do. I don't like everything my husband does. I've been with him 48 years. He don't like everything I do. But we learn to live together and love each other. So we can't let the enemy come in here lurking. Come among us seeking whom he may devour. Because we're going to all make it together. You cover my back. I cover yours. We cover each other's backs. Because the enemy, he's not particular who. Lions are particular who they eat. They just want to eat. They don't care which one in the pack they eat or devour. All I, They just want to devour one. And leave the carnage left. So saints, let's cover each other. 
Let's pray for one another. Let's praise. Let's worship. Let's fast. Let's pray. Let's stay in the word. Let's fellowship with God. No weapon. No weapon. Nothing the adversary brings against us will prosper. And every single tongue that shall rise, any way the enemy comes, any tongue that rises against us in judgment, we can condemn it. Why? This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No matter how the enemy stalks, no matter how he comes, we can be victorious. Stand on your feet. Hallelujah, Jesus. We can be victorious. We are victorious. But remember years ago, Reverend Ike, he said, I can't lose with the stuff I use. We can't lose as we deal inside of the righteousness of God. He's given us weapons. Let's use our weapons. Be strong in the Lord, saints. Be strong in the Lord. Take on strength. If you feel weak now, take on strength. Take on strength. In times when you feel alone, in times when you feel sad, I, I have felt alone in the midst of a crowd. Begin to worship the Lord. Begin to praise God. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. You're not alone. Sometimes when I feel bad, I call somebody, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> come on, let's go somewhere. Let's do something. You're not alone. We're not alone, Joyce. We're a member of millions in the body of Christ. We are the righteousness of God. Don't listen. Don't continue. Let's not continue to listen to what the enemy is saying. But rather, let's stand strong. Because God is in the shift. He's preparing us for the next level. We're growing in him. We're growing in him. We're growing in him. going someplace in him. There's we that weapon that the enemy has purpose will not prosper. It won't. As long as we're watchful and prayerful. Come on, let's lift our hands. Father, we bless you this morning. We thank you. Thank you for the weapons that you've given us. Thank you, Father, because you are so mindful of us. Thank you, Lord. We're giving you glory this morning. We give you honor. We're giving you praise. We appreciate you for what you're doing. Appreciate you for what you're doing. And we thank you for it. Thank you for your word. Because indeed, it is the entrance of your word that gives us light. Your word is indeed a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It's you, God, who leads us and guides us and keeps us, shield us and protect us. You're teaching us the wiles of the devil. And those wiles, God, you, you're revealing us not only what they are, but you're teaching us how to combat the wiles. We say thank you. 
So God, here we are this morning. And those of you who are online, join us. Here we are, Father, this morning. We just want to say thank you. We walk out of here encouraged this morning, knowing that you got us. God, help us to go back to our standards and the things that have kept us and brought us this far. Help us to merge ourselves in the word and make sure that word is our daily food. Help us to pray more. Not because of the time just to say we pray, but when we pray, we're fellowshipping with you. Help us to enjoy and let us realize that those times that we're with you are precious times. Because you, as awesome a God as you are, you want to talk to us. We bless you in the Osata. We bless you today. Lead us and guide us. Help us to be strength for one another. Help us to be watchful of the adversary. Because he always lurking. Trying to find a way to get to us. But we thank you this morning, God. Because you got us. Greater is he that's in us. Than that adversary that's lurking in this world. We bless you for the victory right now. In the name of Jesus. And Father, if there's anyone who doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray now that they would give their heart to you. Whether you wherever you are, whether you're here in the service or you're online, just say, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me. Strengthen me. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me in your blood. And we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Thank God. If you believe that, he'll save you. He'll save you. Yes, he will. Hallelujah, Jesus. And my prayer today is also for those who might be weak. Lord, strengthen your people. Strengthen your people. That we would serve you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Strengthen your people, God. Those who are weak. Those who some have seem, seemingly have lost their way. Strengthen your people. Strengthen your people. In the name of Jesus. Let them know you're not mad at them. Mm -mm. You're not mad. But that you care for us. And we bless you for it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ I pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 If you love the Lord put those hands together and tell him thank you. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.